welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we are doing episodes five through eight of It Is uh, It's Okay to Not Be Okay. It Is Okay to Not Be Okay. <laughs> you did so good. I was going to call it Flower of Evil. I don't know why. Stuck in the past. Yeah, we don't know what K-drama we're on. And as our new usual, we're going to start with our About Us section. Yeah, mine we can get out of the way real quick, just so you guys have some context for why the audio is questionable right now. Um, well, Maurice update, I gave him a squeaky toy that I didn't know was a squeaky toy. I did think it was a quiet toy that he could silently destroy into fluff all over the floor. It's a stuffed ear of corn. With a secret squeaker right in the center. So, <laughs> so he's going to be hanging out with that for the first little bit. And we're just going to let him have it. Because he... I can't break his heart at this point. So, Yeah. It's funny because you went over because he was chewing on a shoe. So you took <laughs> that away. And then you were like, no, you can have this toy. And then... You took that away because you realized it was a squeaker toy. <laughs> and then you gave him the final toy, the real one, the corn. It would be too sad to take it away yeah. again. I can't do it. I can't I can't do that to him. So, sorry about the squeaks. Those are going to be part of it. <laughs> Just for a while. He'll tucker himself out, probably. <laughs> yes, I think he'll get sick of it. Probably before we even start talking about the drama. So We'll cross our fingers. <laughs> yeah. E, um, I actually wrote stuff for my About Me section so that I would have <laughs> something to talk about. Em is the kid in the group project that actually does the work, and I'm the one that gives the dog a squeaker toy right before we record the <laughs> podcast. It's because I don't know how to talk about myself. I'm yeah. like, nothing happens here. I live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Just stuff isn't happening. So all my stuff is really dumb, but it's stuff that made me happy this week. Uh, first, I used the well-being function on my phone to set limits on all my apps because I think as most people do, every so often you check that and it's like, you've spent six hours on your phone today. Oh, sure. Have done that. Yes, I feel seen <laughs> right now, actually. <laughs> Yeah, so I set each of them to like five minutes, all of those social media apps, and it's been very good for me. It has worked. You like it? Yeah, I really like it. I... So every time I think about opening them, I'm like, you just don't have, you just don't have the, enough time to spend. So you just sit in silence, I guess. <laughs> and I like it. I like sitting in silence. That's fine for me. Yeah, it's a good feeling. I also like it. I have realized that I use social media a lot and it's funny that you should bring that up as you're about me because last night I knew that I had a new phone on the way I picked it up today um I've had the same phone for six years and I was like you know maybe I'll start off my new phone with really good habits and just not put social media apps on it Ooh. and just take like a break because I do I want to circle back I want to be part of especially like the Play on K community on Instagram that we have. I want to 
do that. I just think that I've cultivated some pretty unhealthy habits with yeah. those apps that I just very mindlessly I will open them and now that there's reels on Instagram oh they're so addicting yeah <laughs> yeah I said it so that I can still put updates on Twitter and Instagram so that they become hopefully more work apps for us but I don't just mindlessly spend every minute of every day on them I, I'm that guy that a loading screen pops up on my TV and I'm like, well, it looks like I need Instagram. <laughs> hey, bud, just like sit for a minute with I, your feelings. I don't know. I've straight up checked it in the middle of a K-drama during a scene that like feels like a fluff scene or just like a fan service scene or just something that doesn't engage me personally and my like specific brand of monkey brain if it doesn't really catch that and hook it in and it's even just a regular scene in a k-drama that probably has some level of importance but i just couldn't engage with it i will open instagram part way through and then maybe like 15 seconds and i'll be like oh i don't understand korean shit i've got to look at this screen uh-huh i do that all the time and it's so dumb you're like you turn on the tv so just, like, watch it. It's one hour. If you decide you weren't that engaged, turn it off. Yeah. Uh, we're forming adult habits. <laughs> it's about time. We're going to do it. <laughs> I'm 27 years old. We're going to get these adult habits in before 30. I just keep thinking about all the things I planned on doing in this time that I've been unemployed that I've done none of. So, and it's just about job o'clock, so... So here we go. <laughs> also, you slipped in there really casually that you got a new phone. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that I can do in the About Me. We were just talking about how I immediately, as soon as we got online with each other, just updated Emily on everything that was going on with me. <laughs> and I forgot <laughs> to talk about any of it on the podcast. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that. I've had the same phone since 2014. So it's been six years. It's been over six years. And, um, you know, my battery health is uh, at 69% capacity. So I can charge up to 69% of the original battery charge. And <laughs> that's pretty cool. And um, it's been having a harder and harder time connecting to the internet. And I've been making a lot of drives. I've started a long distance relationship for some reason. <laughs> Why am why did I make that decision? Anyway, um there's like a dead zone between like the la one big city and then like the city he lives in um in New Mexico. And for some reason my current phone once it hits that dead zone will no longer try and connect even once like it regains service. It's just it just says sorry I died. And Whoa. I have to turn it off and back on again. And it would be <laughs> fine, except the amount of just, like, small desert highways between me and him. Like, it's ten hours of small desert highways. And uh, I don't want to get lost in the desert. So Ooh. I, I was thinking, even, like, we talk about not wanting to be addicted to our phones, but just long drives in the middle of nowhere by yourself... 
you're like, I'm sorry, I'm going to be addicted to my phone. I need an audiobook. I need a podcast. I need music. I need anything but silence, please. Thank you. Yes, that as well. Um, I... Directions are more important. You will die. Yeah, directions are very good, especially in the middle of the desert where you don't know when the next gas station is. So. Yeah. Um, I am getting pretty good at like memorizing the drive at this point, but there's a couple parts where I always forget to think about what like exit or turn I took. So gotta have so that new dra- phone. that map. So new phone. Whoop whoop, it'll save your life. Yeah. I'm so glad. <laughs> Me too. It's got those five G capabilities. Wow. Yeah. I think Jason's does too. He also just got a new phone. <gasps> Twins. What what color did he get? (laughs) I think he got a black phone. Okay. Mine is also, it's like, I think they called it like charcoal or something. Bougie. Very posh. Wow. (laughs) That's so cool. Um, What else? Oh, I got my maternity clothes. My first maternity clothes. And I'm never buying anything about maternity clothes again. (laughs) They feel like a modal. They are so soft and stretchy and like they conform in the right places and they give you space in the right places. It turns out I that everyone was saving the best for pregnant women, which honestly, <laughs> that's the correct thing to do. That is the nice thing to do. Thank you. <laughs> I don't need them yet, but I'm going to wear them always forever. That's my jam now. I might I just love it. buy some, you know. Yeah. I almost made jokes about, like, that COVID-15 or whatever, but I haven't. I I don't want people to think about their weight, so I'm actually going to edit that part out that I even mentioned that, so. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um, Last, I got hooked on a YouTube series called Doing It Ourselves. That if you like Fixer Upper series, you should look it up. They, It's this family that brought, bought a chateau in France, and they're like fixing it up one room at a time. It's crazy addicting. I have watched hours and hours of it. How many hour, hours are spent just on them? Is it just theirs, or is it like a channel where they've there's going to be more stuff or is it just like a chateau in France and this is their channel doing that that is it yep <gasps> it is their channel I love it just them and their beautiful chateau that uh gets me really inspired because I was thinking about documenting myself restoring an old couch and chair that I have I have really poor follow-through on projects but I've ha- I've held on to these mangled this like mangled furniture set it wasn't mangled before I got a dog he didn't mangle it on purpose it wasn't like an active <laughs> like him chewing on it or anything he's just like a big rough boy uh, so he like punctured holes in the upholstery and stuff so it needs to be reupholstered but it's like such a unique couch and chair set you've seen it it's the one I had in like all of my apartments okay. uh, the black ones um, yeah And I was thinking about doing a project where I record myself, like, document myself restoring that. Not for any, like, 
particular reason other than like maybe I'll it would be fun to both have an, a video editing project and a furniture restoration project. So yeah, that's such a good idea. I hope you do it. That'd be so fun to watch. Yeah, if I do, y'all will be the first people to see it, and by <laughs> y'all I mean Emily will be the first eyes, and then from there it will trickle out to the rest of the world. <laughs> I'm so excited. Keep us updated. Yeah, I'll let you know. Now I've got a really nice new phone with a new camera, so... Ooh, yeah. Eee. Ooh, ooh. Um, ooh. Anyway, back to the Chateau in France. Uh, how many hours are you in on that? I don't know. Very many. I mean, it's a YouTube channel, so I think I made a mistake of not watching them just in order. Mm. Highly recommend going back to the beginning. It started in, like, May of 2020. Oh, dang. So not long ago. But they have plenty of videos that if you watch in order, probably you get a little more of the before and after effects. Whereas watching them one by one in random order, which I am doing, sometimes (laughs) you see the floor being redone. And then you watch another video of that same room and the floor is not done yet. And they're going back and doing all the like paneling on the walls that was already there when they were redoing the floors. I don't know. <laughs> Takes away some of that HGTV, like, we show you the before picture and then the after picture. It's a lot more realistic where repairs take so much time that they're done in very, like, distinct steps. So I'd suggest watching them in order. I did not do that. I am very many hours in, but they are random hours for sure. I am excited to watch it, though. It reminds me of the um, the Instagram we both follow, Cheap Old Houses. Yeah. Sometimes I'll see Emily liked this, and I'm like, ah, oh, we both follow this. I'm going to talk to her yeah. about this old house, this cheap old house. <laughs> I still send my sister so many houses, and I'm like, this one? We're going to get this one for sure? <laughs> it's a deal. Yeah. Okay, that's all I had for about me. We all right, can get to the show if we want. Yeah, let's hop into the drama. We've been. I started recording pretty early, um, so I think we can shave some of this off. But we've been recording for eighteen minutes. So. Oh, you're okay. I'm at fifteen, so okay. at least three of those are outtakes. Hell yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah. So. I do really love It's Okay to Not Be Okay. I do feel like last week we got real heavy focusing on all of the mental health stuff, which I definitely want to still talk about, but Play on K, hey listeners, Play on K is a lot about just having fun, and (laughs) we're sorry that we dragged you through our inexperience as we tiptoed around how to talk about mental health. Yeah, we're not qualified to do it we're not even sure how to talk about mental health Mm-mm. we just thought it was important to mm-hmm. so <laughs> we'll try and let the show handle most of that from now yeah. on we'll keep it to the jokes yeah which we are still mediocre at but not quite <laughs> as bad at least you actually like thought about stuff you could talk about this week i'm just gonna see what happens <laughs> I did take extensive notes. I was very excited. Um, We start, we'll go kind of in order because that's how my notes are. (laughs) We started the Bates Motel. (laughs) 
which is a cute little throwback to the movie Psycho. I just watched for the first time in October. I don't think I've ever uh, watched it. I It's a weird one. I mean, it's a classic, so I felt pressure to, but yeah, I hadn't seen it before either. So I was like, wow, now I know. Now I've seen the movie. <laughs> now I'm you pretty kn- sure everybody knows the Bates Motel, though. Yeah, I'm I'm at least vaguely aware of it. I'm also aware of like the actors in it that were in the Bates Motel and liking them because one of them is Freddie Highmore. Is that right? I have no idea. Um, Kudos to you. Yeah, well, he was like really big in the early 2000s when he started his child acting career. And I thought he was so darling when I was younger. I was just like, oh, look at this cute little kid. Um Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe you'll know who he is. I'm going to do a quick... Because well, Psycho, the film, is from 1960. Yeah. Sorry, the Bates Motel is a series that Netflix did. Oh, okay. Sorry. I think I got confused. Yes. Because I think the Bates Motel came originally from the movie Psycho. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what I watched. I've never watched the Bates Motel Netflix series. Well, that's a that is a throwback to uh Psycho. Like it, I think it's about him and his mom or something. Um Hitchcock and I don't know. I don't I don't actually know. I'm not qualified <laughs> to talk about this. <laughs> so, I'm I'm going to force eject the, out of this. <laughs> What were you going to say about the Bates Motel a million years ago before I stopped you? I was going to say that was one of the funniest scenes in this freaking four episodes. I don't know. Just a good, like, they've been keeping pace with, like, we're not afraid of sexual comedy. We're going to keep doing that. I loved the way they... I love all of the images they used to edit out. (laughs) things like condoms that they don't want to show on screen Mm -hmm. so they've got like a little circle 19 Mm -hmm. rated 19 plus (laughs) i love it they had um a guest in that episode uh jung sung moon who i didn't know he was from korea's snl which is why he's so subtly perfect and funny in that scene. He did such a good job. He was bringing his A-game. Yes, for someone who had, like, four lines, this dude nailed it. Even Ooh. my mom has to pay ahead <laughs> of time. But also, go down the street, dude. You can pay later there. <laughs> what a pro move. Thank you. Oh, yeah, he was a total bro. I loved him. He could have been <laughs> skeevy. You could have taken him as skeevy, and I wouldn't blame you, but man, did I love him. I want him to be part of the whole show. <laughs> Bring him back later. <laughs> that will be great for me. I mean, she did try and get back to the motel. It was on her mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, the night they spent together, Komen Young and... Moon Gangte spend the night together, and that leads to Gomun Young and Julie having a fight. Which, finally, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, such a validating moment. Yeah, and it was. I mean, they have not. I thought maybe Julie would get better 
as time went on, like there would be more redeeming moments for her, for us to be like, okay, we're coming around to her character. That, there have not been, she has gone downhill in a big way, at least for me. Maybe there's listeners that really related to her and loved her. I think she's being a massive child. Yeah, they really leaned into that, like, this is her first crush, and she is 13 years old and having a very hard time dealing with it. I don't get why it doesn't make her likable. No. And I, yeah, there's that moment between her and uh, the CEO, Sangin, where he's like, don't become a bad person. You are a good girl. Stay that way. Like, you're kind. You're nice. Keep that. That's what's good about you. And I hope that she can kind of turn it around because they've leaned hard into this whole, like, she's two-faced. Like, she acts nice, but she is not. And that hits hard for me in that I think everybody's got some sort of aspect of that where there are very few people who are literal angels and just exude kindness. Most of us have to try really hard to be, like, nice to strangers and keep our heads about us in tough situations and it doesn't seem inauthentic or fake to me or two-faced so I hope they can find a better balance for her of yeah it is maybe a little two-faced to try and be nice all the time but that's worthwhile like that is trying to be a good person is a worthwhile effort even if it's two-faced sorry yeah I think they just need to give her more moments where even when it's very hard for her she is still nice because I think that's where they're getting it is that like when it's easy she's nice and then when it's hard for her she like she turns around and like says uh Ko Moon Young should be fired or like slaps her in the face. Yeah. Or slaps uh, the only guy who's been nice to her in the face because she's not getting what she wants and she's blaming it on him or, you know, just like there are so many moments where she's nice when it's easy and so many moments where she's a bitch when it's when it's hard to be nice. And I think they just need to give her more, I guess, like, I kind of think back to the character that was so frustrating in Uncontrollably Fond, the secondary male lead, but he was still, like, really good, even when it was hard to be good. And, Mm. like, he was a frustrating character, but it was a more, I guess, relatable where it's, like, it was hard for him to you know, make a lot of the choices he did without too many spoilers, but I guess, like, as a character comparison, like, he's, he was able to do the damn thing. That's a good point. That, yeah, hopefully Julie can show up and be better all the time versus just when people are watching her and she finds it convenient to be nice. We'll cross our fingers for her. Um... So there's one day in this drama that your boy Gangte walks around and gets confessed to, I think, three times in the same day. Yeah, holy shit. Can you imagine? <laughs> what must it be like to be so beautiful? Can you even believe? Must be nice. Must. I know, Must be nice, but also, like, 
I don't have time for that. <laughs> I think like, he kind of doesn't for the like I have. Yeah. I think I yeah, would get very, very exhausted too, especially because he's out here just trying to take care of his brother and do a full time job. And now all of a sudden he has this whole other person that he's accidentally responsible for, and she's her own handful. And then <laughs> he's out there walking around in the world, and everyone and their dog is like, I love you. <laughs> I love by the time he gets to Judy's confession, he's just like, don't even confess. It's going to be a no. Thank you. Um, we're going to skip the whole work up, build up part. Um, you had pass. a long time to do this and you waited until the day everyone else wanted to do it. So That's not your fault. It is just a bummer for you because <laughs> I am tired. <laughs> this poor man. Yeah, he is doing his best. <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, oh, episode five was the one where Komun Young kidnaps Sang Tae. I feel like we're so used to that by now that it's, <laughs> you've kind of melded into the point of being like, this is what I wanted. I wanted them all to live together in the beautiful castle so that almost every scene could be in that beautiful house. Oh my god, Thank I love you. it. It's so nice. And you forget that it's so uncomfortable that she kidnapped his brother to get him to be there. Yeah, that's really manipulative. And then to, I guess, like, compound that, it's already really sad to watch him get rejected by his brother because he does so much for his brother. And I don't even think that Song Tae is incorrect. Like, he is his own person. He obviously has his own opinions and uh, and everything that goes with that. It's just, like, so demoralizing to watch Gong Tae do so much and then have his brother turn around and be like, no, 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 bro. Uh, this is where I live now. The house you found us does not have Ko Min Young. So <laughs> uh, we're not going to live there anymore. It's just very manipulative. It's hard to watch their relationship crumble in that way because you know Song Tae was pretty well tricked into being there. Yeah. Like, she knew what she was doing. She's such an interesting yeah. character. They've done such a good job with her because I don't hate her, but she's a lot. Uh, yeah. I feel like I go so back and forth where last time I talked for seven hours about how much I hated Julie for tricking Gong Tae to move in with her. I think Komun Young did so much worse. I'm like, I genuinely hated her in that moment where Song Tae was beating up his brother and being like, I have my own rights. I am my own person. And like you said, you agree that is correct. But he was clearly tricked into being there, and this was kind of all Komun Young's plan. It's really hard not to hate her in that moment and genuinely be like, this is all because someone else said she liked the guy you liked? You're gonna kidnap his brother? That's insane. That's so mean. Like, he didn't even agree with that. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I, outside looking in, obviously she thought that 
I don't know, whatever it was on the rooftop looked like a romantic moment and she was ready to destroy in every relationship of everyone he <laughs> loves, so she did it. She went ahead and did a kidnapping. Oh, don't do a kidnapping. No. She does a lot of crime. <laughs> she does a lot of she crime. Does do a lot of crime. That we all just overlook consistently because she's unusually charming. Is it because she's beautiful that we all love her? I think so, yeah. Oh, shit. We are monkey brains and <laughs> I could look at her forever. Yep. Uh when the few moments that she has smiled in this K drama, my whole heart melts. <laughs> so that's where I'm at with her. Oh, I get that though. A hundred percent. It's so hard. I, I'm i glad they brought back the reporter that she pushed down the stairs. I'm glad he wasn't like reintroduced as a part of the show. I never wanted to see his face again. Yeah. But I'm glad that they weren't just like, I guess this never comes up again. It... It, it does, was done in a good way. Yeah, it comes up in a way that we don't have to cope with him specifically. We just have to cope with the fallout of what she has done. Yeah, which again, it's so hard because it doesn't affect her. Nope, it is literally just a lot of people lose their jobs. Everyone but her. Everyone but her and the one assistant that I cannot get a read on. I like her as well, but she is... So, what is she? Yeah, I don't know what's happening ever with her. What is your role here? <laughs> Are you and Judy gonna fall in love? Because I'm here for that. Yeah, that would be good. Um, that would be cute, but I feel like you're just here to be here. I want her to become a really good friend of Song Tae's, because obviously they're going to start working together in some capacity uh, later, so sometime before she dies. Um <laughs> But I, uh, I, I just want that friendship too much. I think, like, I want them to become really cool art friends, and I think what's going to happen is we might get like a discussion between them uh, once more. I don't know. They didn't give us much. Yeah, she's trying so hard, and Songte does not care at all, which is valid. That is fair. But wow, do I just want them to have some sort of connection. We'll please, Sangte, please like her. Please. please make your friend circle bigger. You deserve that. You deserve a new friend. She could be a good one. She is so interesting. I want so much more of her. I love the way she talks. And I love her little jabs at CEO Lee. So perfectly timed. Yeah. She is the comedic relief that we need in most scenes. <laughs> Uh-huh. But what else does she do? Please give me I'm more. I'm not really sure. I have no clue what's happening. Um, how do you feel about the security of OK Hospital? Not great. Not... Do we feel like 90% of their problems could be solved if they had, like, one security guard? Even a single one would help a lot, just kind of as that power of suggestion kind of thing, where it's like, yes, we do have security. There is a security person. But what's getting more and more interesting to me is not just the lack of security, but the fact that I guess I don't understand how 
a psychiatric ward would typically work or a psychiatric hospital would typically work, it feels like not people just wandering around the hospital at all times. They can meet in closets. Yes. They can go into restricted areas. They can get they up can in the They can harass guests. Yeah. Anything they want goes. I don't understand it. I really feel like just one security guard would solve a lot of these issues. Yeah. And then just, like, the nurses could even begin to keep track of, like, their patients' medical records instead of... <laughs> tackling people to the ground or chasing people down like why is that why is that the nurse's job but also they're so bad at it at this hospital they just don't do it they just don't do it every time like how many times did they try and steer that little uh minx shawl lady away from coman young and how many times did she corner her right like, continually, for an entire episode, she was harassing Komen Young, and then everyone made it Komen Young's problem that <laughs> she finally said something that really wasn't even that bad. I was surprised with her restraint um, yeah. to this woman, and then she gets punished for it. But for me, I'm like, okay, so you guys steered her away from her, and then what did you do? Just say, like case stand here i'm gonna go over there and do something else and not look at you like you saw her harassing a patient i feel like or you saw her harassing a guest i feel like you should stay with that patient and be like let's not follow people around the hospital anymore and harass them maybe it's time for a session where we talk about our guests boundaries maybe okay because i don't know what's going on between you two but coleman young seems uncomfortable She's so not I'm going to stay hot. here. <laughs> and then and you, you you also, we, you and I, we'll both stay here. We'll both stay here. How about that? <laughs> Insanity. This okay. We'll stay we'll stay there because we'll come back to this security issue at the end of episode 8. But uh, for right now, there was another guest star who was the Minx Shaw lady. Uh, her name, Bei Soon. Oh, I did know who that was. She was in Hotel de Luna, right? Yeah. Yes. You're so good with faces. <laughs> yeah. I even, I looked up the cast list and I saw she was on it. And I was like, oh, I gotta watch out for her. <laughs> and then they were like, what if we tie her hair back? And I was like, oh, who's that? I don't know. <laughs> Never seen that lady before in my life. Face blindness is a real disease. <laughs> and I've got it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. Hotel de Luna. She was also kind of an angry mom in that one. An angry oh, yeah. sad mom. Is that a spoiler? I can't remember. Yeah, might have to cut that out. <laughs> she was also in Hotel de Luna. <laughs> <laughs> She hit nine times because we cut out so many of the spoilers. <laughs> um, episode. Oh, the end of episode six was Homegirl. Uh, I can do this. Go Moon Young. There we go. Has another nightmare, another sleep paralysis nightmare. 
And this time, freaking Gongtae is actually there. He's really real this time. My heart melted. Yeah, that was wholesome. That was kind of what I needed. It's one of those things where I go back, she can do terrible things, and I'm still so relieved (laughs) when he holds her while she cries. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it's dark. It was a really sobering moment when his friend, uh, what is it, Jay... Jace. Jace? Jaysu. Oh, it's Jaysu. Yeah, so Jace, um... It was very sobering for me when he pointed out that she had stabbed him in the hand at their first meeting with the intention of, I think, injuring or killing another person. And then he just happened to put his hand in the way to save that person. Um, I guess what's most interesting to me is just how much I didn't care until a friend brought it up. And how I felt like I would definitely be that friend if my friend was dating or even vaguely interested in or even just spending a little bit too much time with the person that stabbed them in the hand and got them fired from their last job. I would be that friend that's like, hey, you can't. This is such a bad idea. You have so many other things on your plate. You, Jisoo really showed up at these episodes. Yeah. I feel like he was doing all right in the first four episodes, but he really came through in these four. Yeah, like shouting at Sky Mom? Shouting at Sky Mom is a scene that I really want to talk about. (laughs) We can just jump to that. I have so many thoughts on shouting at Sky Mom. Yeah, let's stay on the Jaysoo train and talk about shouting at Sky Mom. Jaysoo is really nailing it. I feel like he did the best possible thing he could have done shouting at sky mom being there for his friend it kind of seemed like maybe one of the first times in his adult life that gongtae had ever cried it almost brought me to tears i was so delighted for him to be dealing with all of his emotions all of his like middle child syndrome of being like my mom had a favorite and she didn't love me that is something that I also went through <laughs> as the middle child. I feel that. Like, he's not the middle child. He just has middle child syndrome. <laughs> but it's something that I think he was dealing with a lot of, like, I'm allowed to miss my mom and be sad that she's not here. But I'm also allowed to be frustrated at her and say that she didn't do the best job raising me. She did say things that have negatively affected me for the rest of my life. She has put this idea in my mind that I was only born and I only have worth if I take care of my brother. And, like, that's such a beautiful moment of all of these feelings coming together and finally coming out, and Jaysoo was here for him and being like, these are valid, bud, let it out. And it will forever be frustrating to me That the mom showed up, like, right then. I feel like if she'd shown up maybe an hour later. Yeah. And he'd had his good cry. And then she could have done the little forgive your mom speech, and it still would have been powerful. But he also could have felt his feelings instead of being told he couldn't feel his feelings. 
Exactly. Our friend introduced, at least me, you might have heard of this before we met them, but our friend introduced me to the concept of the Pain Olympics, which is if you're complaining about something and then you suddenly feel guilty about it or you're made to feel guilty about it, that is not fair. We are not in this world competing in the Pain Olympics. You are allowed to be in pain. You are allowed to be frustrated and sad and angry. All of that is valid, and it is not undermined by somebody else being in more pain. There is no comparison. There is no scale that we can put pain on. So it's not fair when somebody is crying and saying, this hurts all of these feelings this frustration that I have towards my mom, this hurts right now. And for now, I'm just going to be in pain. It is not fair. It is not the time to be like, well, just so you know, your mom was in more pain. She had it harder. I think she's winning the pain Olympics. She was raising two boys and one of them was uh, very autistic. And uh, the other one was obviously a little crybaby. (laughs) (laughs) And then she was murdered, so... I think she had it worse. It's like, I'm sorry, her pain is also valid. We are not saying it's not (laughs) just because I'm crying. I'm just very sad. I don't know how to handle all of my feelings because no one taught me to do it. And you're here telling me not to do it. Yeah. That's how you create a serial killer. Yeah. (laughs) That's how you create broken people. Like I said, it feels like the first time in Gongtae's life that he ever felt sorry for himself enough to cry and be like, man, something happened to me and it sucked. I was told until I believed it that the only reason I exist is for my brother's sake. And like sometimes that's a lot of pressure and it sucks. And I'm going to be sad about it just for tonight, just for an hour. And she's like, what if you get three minutes and then <laughs> suck it up because your mom was right? It's like, oh, excuse me? Now eat this food. Eat I your feelings. Fish, <laughs> get off this rooftop. <laughs> I was so mad. I'll never forgive that. Yeah. I also, there was a part of me, okay, I am unbelievably relieved that his mom had moments that she clearly expressed love for him like buying him the food that he loves um does it feel a little bit i don't know i just i guess i just feel led on because i was so mad at that mom and then they, they were like oh um by the way uh she actually wasn't as bad as he has made her out to be in all of his memories that you've been shown up to this point. But also there was a part of me that, like, was kind of glad for his ability to just, like, have, like, kind of a self-righteous frustration about it all. And that definitely, the knees were taken out from that frustration. I don't think he can really have too much of it anymore. Like, she definitely said some shit that maybe she shouldn't have said and put a lot of responsibility on him as the younger kid that was a child at the time. So I think he could still kind of like hold on to that. But there was definitely a lot that she also did specifically for him. I feel like I empathize more. Like I said, I 
dealt with middle child syndrome for a couple good years and just feeling like you don't notice those things. You don't recognize them anymore. Like the noodles that he was like, we went to that restaurant because of whatever reason, I can't remember. Maybe it was just cheap. And his brother's like, no, we went there every day because you liked it. That was because mom knew that you liked it. And you just don't realize that stuff when you're so convinced that you're not as loved as your sibling. You genuinely can't see it. And I think that's still valid. I think he needs to talk to someone about it, especially I'm glad he's talking to like his friends. And I do think that moment with Julie's mom was really powerful and it meant a lot to him to hear like your mom was struggling a lot. I'm sorry that she didn't do as well by you as she should have, but I promise you she was trying for both of you. I think that meant a lot to him and talking to Song Tae a little bit more about their memories of her is all helping him to realize that he was as loved. But I do think it's still valid to be like, oh, I thought I wasn't for a long time. I don't know why my throat just died. (laughs) It sounded like I was tearing up. I'm not. (laughs) I just think I need water. She needs to drink water. (laughs) I'm just... I will tell you when I cry, it happens all the time. She needs water. Gungtae needs therapy. Yeah. Get that boy a therapist. That would be really good for him. That would be nice for everyone. I think he needs it because he has become the caretaker of two um, extremely... Dependent? Yeah, extremely dependent people. I think nothing drove home... The level that she's on, like, the actual um, emotional level that she's on, like, her getting in a fight with Song Tae, like, a physical fight. That was a big moment for me as well in this, where I was like, I know, like, it seems like she can maybe be there for him a bit. Actually, he has his hands full. He now has two people (laughs) that are fighting over being his number one. Um, Mm -hmm. And they are both just very dependent on him specifically and knowing that they are his number one and that's a lot to take on it is (laughs) like you said I go back and forth with how to feel about it where every other scene I'm like she's so great and I think they're gonna be so good together because she'll get him out of his shell she'll help him have emotions that he has been repressing for all of these years And then the very next scene, she is being the most volatile person and acting extremely irrationally, but with the danger of a full-grown adult. Where, like, that moment that Songtae is beating up Gongtae, you're like, this is actually dangerous. This is a full-grown adult man who probably doesn't know his own strength trying with a lot of his might to beat up another person. And I think that is very similar with um, Moon Young's power. Yes. Where she has this ability to control people at a sophisticated adult level that makes her so much more dangerous. Yeah, without the, I guess, emotional 
knowledge to not do it or to not to rein it in woof it's scary yeah so super interested on where they take this because they do keep on reeling me back in in a big way i should be way more stressed out by this show than i am it's (laughs) stressful but i i want more because even those scenes that Gongte and Moon or Sangte and Moon Young are fighting, and you're like, this is stressful, and it is symbolic of these hugely deeply rooted issues that are very problematic. It's still a pillow fight, and it's very childish and very amusing, and it's like, oh, okay, it doesn't feel as serious as it should. <laughs> Yeah, the show is balancing that really well. They're doing a good job. And they're doing a good job making Gong Tae such a emotionally available person for someone who also has his own issues. But he's like, he never withholds himself, really, from those situations. Like, he does a really good job of mediating, which is beautiful to watch. Um, I think... The last thing I really, really want to talk about, and if you have some other stuff, that is good too, but the last thing I need to get off of my chest is how on um, Gong Tae's team I am about it being okay to punch someone who walks into a psych ward and punches another person. I think he slapped her, but he's still at least six times her weight. Yes. Look at her. She's a bird. (laughs) Yeah. She's got hollow bones, clearly. (laughs) He broke her face. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if it's an American thing to be like, if there is a man who is physically much larger than these two small women and he has them cornered and is acting aggressively towards them, it is the best course of action to stop that as immediately as you can, as forcefully, as effectively, you, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's American to just be like, you don't walk up to him and be like, hey, mister, what's going on here? I am a nurse. I am here to help. And uh, can we calm down? I can, I can understand if someone tried to make a case for like, if he had just gone and restrained him. But at the same time, I still don't necessarily think throwing a punch is excessive force when you've yeah. just watched him try to beat his former wife, his ex-wife. And Who is then, here because she was so badly beaten by him. So badly that he shouldn't have even been allowed on the premises, ever. He shouldn't have even been allowed to ask her permission to see her. That's how bad it is, like, that he clearly beat her so badly that she ended up needing to stay in a psychiatric hospital until she was able to process through all of the things, like, all the feelings that that gave her. And um, then he's allowed back on that property. And then because apparently he threw a coat rack in front of a doctor the doctor couldn't what like catch up in time well what even was that was it a coat rack i don't know but it was like like an iv stand okay either way it didn't i'm not sold again either way just like one security guard (laughs) could have been like oh this is turning into something bad one security guard in the room with them 
Like a police yeah. escort. I feel like a police escort should have come with that guy and yes. been like, hey, I mean, this was an abusive relationship. I'm going to be here just to make sure that the patient feels secure, but this is part of her healing. She has chosen to see you. That's all above board. We're good. But once this dude starts chasing her, that's when I step in. That is my guard. That is my job as the guard. Yeah. Like, if they exit the room, I am on their heels. Like, he is in restraints as soon as he makes any kind of even grab at her. Like, no, you're, in, you're not even allowed to grab her hand. You are in restraints yeah. now. Um, but, like, that's just me. And so I guess I'm in a place where I don't think a punch thrown after watching this guy who so severely beat another person tried to beat her again and then slapped a uh, woman that was trying to defend her. Uh, I guess I just don't... I don't see that holding up in American court. Um... And I don't think that he should have gotten suspended, but that's just me. That's just my opinion. I Yeah, I feel like if he had kept punching him, which it seemed like was the plan, that's obviously different. That would have been a bit much. But as it was, I could see being like, for show, kind of, we're going to suspend you with pay. You will stay at home. This will look like we're punishing you, but honestly, we think you did the best that you could with the situation given. It's very hard to watch the hospital be like, we are in the deepest trouble. Man, things all went wrong and our employees are out of control. It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I guess it's also like the second time we've seen the hospital take no blame for... A situation that they are the architects of. Like, it's the second hospital. Because the first one was the one where a guy let someone out of his restraints. And he tried to murder his daughter. And then... And the solution was to fire Gong Tae. Yeah. Find a scapegoat instead of the hospital being like, We are the architects of this bad situation. Um oops you know on us um but yeah and then this is supposed to be like a better hospital where we know the people and we like them like the director what a weird but likable guy um <laughs> and then yeah we're just watching it happen again where they're like oh no clearly someone has to take responsibility for this and it isn't us so <laughs> Us, the people who don't hire security guards. Guys, this is on you. <laughs> so very clearly, all of these problems are on you and just one security guard. I feel like the security guard could have stopped the assemblyman's son from the first four episodes. Just saying. Yep. Then he wouldn't be in deep water with the assemblyman. Nope. So... Just a suggestion. If you have a suggestion box at the counter, <laughs> we will drop ours in. Security. Security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's all I also wanted to talk about. That was the only other thing. Well, you know, if you have thoughts on how many security guards it takes to run a psychiatric hospital, you can email us at plankpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> 
You can leave a comment on individual episodes on our website, playonk.com, where you can also sign up for our newsletter to find out what I'm watching each month and get notified when we start new shows, as well as find a link to our Patreon. Yeah, we also have, um, we're on a couple of different social media sites. So there's stuff like Instagram, we're at playonkpodcast, and on Twitter, we're at playonk can check out there what announcements we are posting and just kind of what content we're throwing up there and we love a hay over there as well so just let us know yeah we if you want to go to our patreon directly to support the show keep the lights on in our individual houses <laughs> that is patreon.com slash play on k and we have plenty of bonus content for all of our patrons yes and then uh did we already say that we're on Stitcher and iTunes? We are on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. We're on Blueberry. We're on a lot of places that you find podcasts. Pick your favorite platform. We're probably there. Check it out. And then if you f are feeling it, we'd love a rating and a review. It would help other K-drama podcast lovers find us. Yeah. Thank you, as always, for listening. We will see you next week with the next four episodes of It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Okay, bye. Hey, bye.